0: Well, hello there, and welcome to Ask Alley, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Today is Monday, September 12th, 2016. I want to thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. I'm actually doing this Monday evening, the 12th in the evening. Uh, My entire weekend day has been messed up. Um, I got a root canal on Friday in between my two bus routes, and everything appeared to go just fine, and over the weekend just the pain (laughs) it's just been hurting so damn much and today the same um i take the the pain pills as prescribed and i'm on antibiotics in case of an infection and it's like they hit this nerve on the left side of my face and it just so that's why i'm late uh so i apologize Still packing to move. i got 16 years worth of stuff to shove in the boxes or throw out or donate. It's This is a slow, slow go, but we got to pick up the speed because we got to be out in a few weeks. Um, support the Ask Alley podcast on Patreon. It gets you some perks. It gets you to able to suggest topics, ask questions, and you get a deal on books. Check out the URL in the show's notes to learn more. Now, the Tarot Overview of the week, I'm using Native Spirit, because everything else is packed away. Native Spirit by Denise Lynn. And what I do is I shuffle. I choose three cards. You think, ooh, card one, card two, card three. Hmm, I wonder. And whatever cards you pick, that is your energy overview for the week. All right? So let us play the theme to Downton Abbey while you pick either card one, card two, or card three. Bye. <laughs> Alright, excellent. So, what'd you pick? Card number one, card number two, or card number three? And a picture of these cards will be on the Out of Body Ecstasy site uh, this evening. So, if you want to take a look at the cards you picked. And that's Zena in the background. Let's ignore her. Yeah, there we go. She's been a bit meowy today. Um, okay, so, and in, in for this full disclosure, I picked card number three got kind of to squirt it with the squirt bottle. I don't mean to be so rotten, but she'll just stand underneath me and meow. Uh. Okay, so if you pick card number one, again, I picked card number three. If you pick card number one, you pick Spirit Keeper of the West. And it's all about transformation, letting go of the old, illumination, harvest, gathering your inner resources. If it doesn't feel right, well, don't go ahead. Trust your heart. Chaos brings positive change. Almost all change comes out of turmoil. Don't be concerned if there's confusion in your life. It will all work out. That's card number one. If you picked card number two, you picked Flowing River. Which, like card number one, Spirit Keeper of the West, keeps cropping up. And I shuffle these really really well so the fact that they keep popping up this means something to us flowing river everything is falling into place because you aren't resisting the drift of the great river of life it's time to let go you're entering a period of gracious ease and flow all is unfolding perfectly with good timing when you're in a state of flow you aren't pushing the river to go faster and you aren't swimming against it let go of the shore and enjoy the ride and if you're like me, and pick card number three, you picked Elder. This means confidence. Entering your power. Standing strong. You are a leader. Stepping into the light. Let your truth be heard and felt by others. Make a stand in life. You carry deep inner wisdom. You are a teacher and a leader in the deeper sense of the words. You are a beacon for others. So the first one again is Spirit Keeper of the West. It's all about letting go. Number two is flowing river. That's all about going with the flow and things are are happening. And number three is elder. That's being a leader and stepping into your powder. Power. Not powder. Power. (laughs) Oh, my mouth hurts. So it hurts to talk to, which sucks considerably. But uh, we will just muddle through, won't we? Now... A few of may be asking, why did you squirt Zena with a squirt bottle? That wasn't very nice. And no, it wasn't very nice. But uh, she is the one cat in my house who is not fixed. And she's in heat. And her meow, her call for uh, to get laid, will permanate the podcast. And she'll drown me out. So... That's why I was a little mean there. But I'll give her some extra uh, hugs and kisses when I'm done with the podcast. And she will forgive me. Okay? Alright. Now, new this week is the Q&A of the week. And people who are supporting me on Patreon, or if they're a patron on Patreon, then they get to submit a question. And I, I answer it here on the podcast. So the question this week is from ATA, and they ask, I have two job interviews coming, one for Disney, and another one for a job in my field. How do you think they'll pan out for me? Love you lots, keep up the great podcast. Well, well, thank you. Um, the two job interviews will go well. Disney, I feel, was a shoo-in. Um, the, other, the other job, it doesn't seem like you have enough qualifications yet for that. Um, they will like the interview, they will like you. Um, they'll like everything you have to say, but I'm giving that maybe a 40% chance of getting hired just because you don't have as much experience and qualifications as they would desire, So, but I think you'll be getting both pretty soon, <laughs> both qualifications and experience, so no worries there, but Disney, Disney's a shoo Okay, so thank you very much for submitting a question and for supporting the Ask Alley podcast. The topic this week is the 10 guiding principles of making soul connections. Now, I follow these principles when I make soul connections, and these are principles I have developed over the years by making soul connections. And what, hap- what I've um, come up against or come up even with the flow, when it comes to soul connections. There are things, walls I've run into, and uh, things that just flowed. And these are the principles that I've gotten out of it. So, principle number one. Remember that you are love. Always. It's important to remember when you're looking for your soul connections, when you're searching for any of your soulmates, that you are love. And to remember that they are love. At the core of who we are, our souls were love. Now, of course, love comes with baggage. It comes with fractures. And nobody is perfect, but at the core of who we are, we're all love. Two, remember that you're never alone. None of us are ever actually alone. Our soulful connections uh, are not only those who are here on earth, or those who have passed on. There are souls, there are energy always connected to us. So as you're reaching out for somebody, as you're reaching out for a soul, remember that there are souls around you and that you are never really alone. 3. Remember that we all bleed red. Those humans, of course, on Earth. We all bleed the same color. You know, it doesn't member, matter what our gender is, our economic bracket, our educational level, level, our race, our sexual orientation, religion, political affiliations. It doesn't matter. If you cut any of us, we're going to bleed red. And there was a very interesting um, DNA uh, video that I saw. And, of course, I don't remember what the video is off the top of my head. But in it, um, it took a group of people. And in this group of people, you could tell that some of them really did not like each other because of uh, the nationality or race of the people. And each of them had to submit their DNA. And the the results came back from this room and everyone's DNA. And it was discovered that everyone there was intertwined. Which, if you think about it, is a no-brainer because we're all human. But to see, say, somebody from Turkey being DNA linked to somebody that was there from, in France really got people to thinking. And it got me to thinking that, yes, we all bleed red and we are all connected And one way or the other with our DNA, since we are all human beings, the DNA connects us and our souls connect us. So we're connected not only physically, but spiritually. Okay? Uh, Four. Long distance is a phone charge, not a soul reality. Souls are everywhere. Energy is everywhere. Souls are energy. Right? So... It stands to reason that if you're in China, you can connect to a soul in Russia. Or if you're in New York in the United States, you can connect to a soul in uh, South Korea. Or California. Or Brooklyn. You know? Distance doesn't matter. Long distance is only a phone charge. It is not a soul reality. Five, soul love is not a marketing ploy. Marketing in Hollywood and advertisers, I mean, God bless them all, but they have used soul love as a marketing ploy to get you to sign up for a service, to get you to lose weight, to be healthier, to have you think there's something wrong with you, so, you know, come here and we'll fix you, do this. Um, Soul love isn't a marketing ploy. Okay, our soul's first instinct is love. Our soul's first instinct is to reach out. When we're babies, we are instantly love. Babies don't hate people. They instantly love people. When we're babies, our soul love shines through. Right? Our souls are constructed, they are developed to be a vessel for love. What stops our souls from expressing the love as we grow up is what other people tell us. It's what how our brains assimilate the information given to us. Your brain, your human, your human mind, it helps you squash the soul love. It also helps to diminish your light because your mind, the human part of you that's juggling around up there, that's where the fear gets in. There's no fear in your heart. Fear's not in your heart. There's no fear in your soul. Fear and frustration, and hate. It's all in your head. It's in your brain. (laughs) Love is in your soul. Soul love. Soul love is not something that's manufactured. Soul love is something that's already there. It's a part of you. It is not a marketing ploy. Number six. What you give out is not always what you get back. You know, you can give out love, 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 and not get anything in return. You can stand on a street corner and give out free hugs to people. Give out love. Hug those people. Some of them might not even hug you back. You know, you can give everything you've got into a relationship and they don't reciprocate. Or they can give everything and you don't reciprocate. You can reach out and make a soul connection and give everything to that soul connection. You can send all the light and love to that soul that you can muster up. And you don't feel the same coming back from them. It happens. What you give out is not necessarily what you give back, but you will always give back something, even if it's not uh, if you're not able to see it with the naked eye or feel it with your hands. There is an energy exchange. Your soul gives some, their soul gives some, always. Um, karma is more than skin deep. That's number seven. Now, when reaching out to soulmates, you know, making your soul connections. The soulful connections that you have with these other souls—you probably have had for many lifetimes, dozens, hundreds, thousands of lifetimes—and within each life, there's karma. Now, I know we've all heard of karma. I've talked about it here before, and karma is something that you need to uh, come to a close and you know tie up the loose ends. Now, when you meet up with the soul and you connect with the soul, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to tie up those loose ends and uh, come to a conclusion with that karma and be able to move on. Sometimes you want to close up with that karma and they don't. Sometimes when you connect to another soul, you realize, hey, uh, I'm thinking there's karma. I'm thinking I owe this person something. And maybe you... Return it to that person. You can return it to that person by leaving them alone. (laughs) It's one way of making things up. But, uh, you know, it, it doesn't always happen, but there's usually karma. Eight. You don't have to love yourself to reach out to others. It's helpful. It's always helpful if we love ourselves. We are imperfect human beings. Our souls are perfect. But as human beings, we are imperfect. And it's okay not to love yourself when you reach out to others. But you have to keep in mind that when you're reaching out and you don't have a very high opinion of yourself, the energy you put forth probably means that the energy you're connecting to, sorry, Xena, that the energy they're connecting to, they're giving back to you, is what you're giving out. So if you're giving out crap probably getting crap back so why it's not a necessity to love yourself first before you reach out um it'll make it'll help things um go more smooth nine pockets of hate can disappear it can you know this election year holy toledo there are pockets of hate all over the place and it's like grand canyons not even pockets are some grand canyons of hate And when you connect to others, when you purposely make a soul connection to the person who's giving you your food, to your bus driver, to your family members, to your animals, when you purposely make a connection, that is just a little bit of hate that has gone bye-bye. Okay, pockets of hate can disappear, they can go away when you connect. They can be replaced by love. Think of yourself as a love ambassador. When you reach out and make a soul connection, you remove pockets of hate. And number 10, romantic love could be around the corner. When you're reaching out to soulmates, and if you've listened to me, a soulmate is a whole bunch of things. A soulmate isn't necessarily a romantic love. But when you're reaching out and connecting to other souls, and you make this a habit to do, and you're spreading love, romantic love could be around the corner. If you are attached, if you are attached, um, romantic love could start again, start anew in your current relationship. Because when you reach out and you connect to other people, and you have that energy exchange, that soul exchange, that love exchange between one another, your energy pumps up. Your love pumps up. And when you're feeling better about yourself, you've got more love, then you've got more love to give your spouse. So it's a win-win. So your romantic love life will improve by connecting to other souls. Now not every soul you connect to of course is a romantic love. But by connecting the odds of you finding that romantic love that you're looking for or improving the romantic love you're already in significantly goes up. Okay? So those are the 10 guiding principles that I tend to follow when I'm making soul connections. I want to thank you for joining me here at Ask Allie. If you like this episode, please rate it and tell your friends. The more people who listen, the more people I can help have. their aha moments. Join me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can find me at AllieTheist.com. You guys have yourself a fabulous week, and I'll catch you next Monday. Take care, guys.